0: 2 Corinthians 5, in verse 17. We know this, but let's look at it. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... Now, please look at this picture if you can see it. This terminology, we see all through the New Testament. What does that mean? Look at the picture of the outer court of man, the outer body, the inner soul, and the holy of holies where God dwells. When the heart turns to the Lord... Your soul is now joined to the Lord. First Corinthians says, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit, not two. Now, most people will agree that we have, you know, if you say, well, God dwells in us. We're the temple of the Holy Ghost and God dwells in us. We have Christ in us. And it's really not the hope of glory anymore. He was the hope of glory when he was veiled from all the ages and generations. But now that he's been unveiled, he's not our hope of glory. He's our glory. He's the glory present with you all the time. I'll never seek the glory again because I know where it's at. Hmm. And I, honestly, I will, I'll, I'll never seek the blessing again because I'll know, I know where it's at. And that's why you're blessed this morning. And when you know you're blessed, then you don't feel unblessed and you're not going to try to get blessed because you know you're blessed and then you can acknowledge the blessing and the blessing begins to manifest from the inside out. He says, if your eye be single, which means folded together or intertwined, which means two become, have become one, he said the whole body or the whole being is full of light. That's why Paul said the spirit that dwells in you that raised Christ from the dead will quicken even this mortal body. So the two become one and it says if anybody's in Christ, so here we are, Remember the terminology that Jesus would use if I, you know, I'm in you, you're in me. I'm in the Father, the Father's in me. Well, which one is it? Well, it's both if the two are together and they're intermingled. It's both if Christ was, was, the hope of glory was beyond that veil and that barrier came down, so now you can behold the glory. Then Christ is in you and the Bible says he is. But because they're two together, This this is this is all one room. You're also in him. No wonder you're intertwined. You're one. This is who you are as a new creation. If you can. I want you to see this. I want you to see who you are, what you really look like as a new man. He said, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So there I was for many years, a soul that was lost and in darkness because I did not know God. There was a veil upon my heart. Second, uh, Second Corinthians three says, even to this day, a veil is upon their heart. So that veil is inside the heart of inside of of people. And that veil was upon my heart. And God was loving me the whole times. And God had reconciled me to him. and, And God and 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 the work was finished and it was done. But I was lost. I was in darkness. And you could take one look at me and see it. You could take one look at any of my actions and see that I was in darkness. Everybody knew it. And then in April of 1979, I did exactly what Paul was describing in 2 Corinthians 3. When the heart turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. And he's describing what happened to himself. And that veil was removed. And God, who I once was afraid of, who I had totally misunderstood, who I... For a while wasn't even sure there was, he, there was such a thing. I heard the gospel message. My heart turned to the Lord and it did exactly what the Bible said. The veil was, was removed in Christ and I beheld the glory of God. And from that moment, I was being transformed. I wasn't transforming me. I wasn't looking at the glory and trying to emulate that. I was being transformed by what had come into me. I was being transformed, like it says, even as by the spirit of the Lord. I want you to know this. We heard it uh, uh, up here when Fran was talking here. We heard it in that song we sang. We heard it what Linda said. What is he to you? What is God? He's everything. I'll show you that. We were in a meeting uh, earlier this week, Tuesday night. And so I I was going to talk some more about these things to, 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 these people. And, 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 so before I got there, I started trying to make a mental list of what is the spirit of Christ in you? What is the Holy spirit in you? And I just, and, and a lot of scriptures came to mind and I thought, well, Jesus said, he's your helper. He's your comforter. He, he's your, uh, he's your counselor. Uh, when you don't know what to say, he'll give you the words. He'll always be with you. He'll never leave you. He's your, he'll lead you and he'll guide you into truth. He'll reveal truth to you. He'll show you everything that's freely. You know what he does? He does everything. And I do nothing. I wasn't trying to learn these truths, I didn't even know they were true. But the transformation was happening because of this new union, and Rick was made a new creation. I wasn't made a better version of Rick. I was something different because I was a soul that was by myself separated by a veil. And when I when when I, when I believed that gospel message, my heart turned to the Lord, the veil was removed and Rick and God became one person. For those of you watching on video right now, Everybody's standing up and cheering. So I'm just I'll resume in just a couple of minutes. <laughs> what is the new creation? It's Christ in you. You got to see this. So you, Jesus told us what he says. I and my father are one. I'm in the father. The father's in me. We're one. There's oneness in Christ. This is what made you a new creation. He didn't make you better. He didn't enhance you. He made you something you weren't before. And every day when you wake up, you are this entwinement, this oneness with him who wanted and always, always purposed to be one with you. And look what hap- Look what he did to do this. You, he was the initiator, right? He, 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 he had planned this whole thing. He comes in the form of a man. He dies himself. He sheds his blood. He, go, he, he becomes sin. He goes to the great. He does all of this stuff. And what are we doing? Nothing. He raises from the dead. What are we doing? Nothing. He ascends on high. What are we doing? Nothing. And what's happening when he raises from the dead? The Bible says he raised us up with him. <laughs> we're not doing nothing, but now we're raised with him. He ascends on high and now, and we, we're doing nothing. But what's he do? He he takes us to sit with him and makes him sit with them in, in heavenly places, in the heavens. In the heavens, in the glory, in the spirit. And we're with him right now. And you'll never, ever be apart. You will always be one because it, you have been born of the spirit. You are a new creation, whether you know it or not. And we're here this morning Want to hear something because I just want you to know it all the time. I want you to wake up and know it. Know it that you're not just a, a good person trying to please and appease God. You're not just a p- good person trying to figure out what does God want me to do in life. All that stuff, you find it takes care of itself because you, when you know who you are, you just kind of walk out of that. You just live out of that. I'm a new creation. Something changed about me. I, 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 God doesn't just live in me in the sense that most of us think of we all agree he lives in us but somehow they think that he's a separate one in here he's in here but he's still kind of separate yeah i know god dwells in me but you know i just wish i could feel him, wish i could hear him just wish i could 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 touch him i just wish i could wish i could activate the blessing somehow you know and, and what that is, it's, it's still a separation mentality. Yes, he's in there, but he's still not mingled with you. He's still just somebody else in there, and you're, you and him are playing hide-and-seek in there, and, you, and you're all spending all your life trying to seek the Lord. <laughs> but it's not like that at all, is it? The two became one forever. It was done. And when you see this, you never, ever again have the questions and all the, 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 the wonderings about what does God care? Is he pleased with you? What's he require of me? What's going on here? What's, what, what's it all about? Does God hear me? Does, does, what, you know, what, what is the will of God? You're just living out of who you are. You and God are enjoying each other. He loved us and wanted to be with us. Yeah, but Rick, we got to live right. You know why people struggle with sin, doing things that are harmful? One, either either whether they're trying to live right or whether they're not trying to. If you don't know what we're talking about this morning, if you're not aware of that, you'll always struggle. If you think it's just you and God is Outside of you somehow and god is maybe just beside you somehow or god's you know god just seems distant or whatever If you think it's just you trying to get together with this god somehow you will always struggle in so many ways See the war's over between god and man the joining has come We're a new creation and this is why the old rick man has passed away because this singular lost soul in darkness No longer exists and that's why When I talk about how that guy lived, when I talk about how Rick Maness lived and acted and how he thought and how he perceived life and all the things that he did. That's why people that don't didn't know me back then, they can't conceive of me doing that at all, because it really is not this person. That was somebody that passed away. That was a soul that was alone. That was a soul that was lost. That was a soul that was in darkness. My Bible says that he brought us out of that darkness and into his marvelous light. Welcome to the Holy of Holies. You don't have to make a journey past the priest past the brazen altar and the priest who sing his praise and, and, and take a journey into the Holy of Holies because the Holy of Holies came to you. It became a part of who you are. It's your identity. Look at this. Verse 18 says. Now everything is of God. We sang that. Now everything. Everything is of God. How can it not be? Look at you. Your inner man is. Made up of. Your heart, your soul, and God's spirit. The marriage has come. How, 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 how can it not be? Now, I, I, hear, the, I hear a couple of thoughts here where people are like, okay, I see that. Then why? <laughs> why do we think so carnally? Why do we act so carnally? Why do we feel so hopeless still then? Why do we still feel... Afraid. Why do we still have fear? Why do we still have doubts? Why do we still struggle with these things? If that be true, and Rick, if you say that it's all God doing it, and it is because Ephesians says it is God working in you, causing you to will and do. Well, if he's doing everything, why am I still struggling? Remember this. Faith is all through every page of this New Testament. It's what do you believe? See, people haven't known this. So many Christians, they don't even know this is true. They might know it theologically, but to wake up and be aware that me and God are one person together, one heart together, and because they don't know this, they think that they're still singular, hopeless, helpless. They think God is just a separate helper Rather than the one who's a part of who they are. Please get this. Being a new creation, they don't think like a new creation. They think they're still an old creation, but they have an enhancement with God somehow. And so all the questions come up, and we get them all the time. So, how do I connect with God? How do I? No, please understand. I wanted to make this so easy for you today. God connected with you, you didn't connect. He connected with you. You believed, and He did. <laughs> How do I, how do I activate God? How do I activate the power of God? How do I activate my healing? How do I, okay, so God's here. God's in me. How do I make this work? You don't. I just quoted it. You're not working on God. God's working in you. He's there again. It's all him. What's going on? He's working in you causing you to will his good pleasure. He's the one causing you to want it. And he's the one empowering you. Listen, everything that I see about God. And look, I started out when my heart turned to the Lord, I didn't know anything. Even what I what I even a little bit I didn't know. I didn't even really know it accurately. For one thing, I didn't even know God, God really loved me. They said God so loved the world, but I didn't, I, I, I didn't know anything. I, all, I, all, I, all I knew, I, I'd heard and believed enough to, to know that no matter what, I need to be right with God. Wasn't really a fan of this Christianity thing. Didn't go to church. To, I didn't want to go to church. I didn't like the way they, they looked. I didn't like the way they sang. I didn't like the way they dressed. Didn't like their, the hours they kept on Sunday morning. I didn't like how they talked. Didn't want to be like one of them. But I went to a church on a Sunday morning because I had heard that message and I was there for one reason, and that was to respond to the invitation. I honestly don't even know what the preacher preached. I wasn't even, my mind wasn't even on what he was saying so much. I was sitting there like, get to the invitation. I'm only here to get right with God. (laughs) And basically, I wanted to be right with God. I didn't believe there was anything really good for me in this life. I wanted to be right for God so at least I could have something good later. <laughs> that was, that was, that was the, the limit of my belief, my thought about God. And my heart turned to him. I did believe in him. And my heart turned to him and I began to see things in my heart because they were there. Now, we were in a church. All we did, all we sang about all the time was, was dying away and going to heaven and flying away and going to heaven. It was all there was nothing good here. It was all about going to heaven. It's all about going to heaven. That's all all we knew. That's all we thought about. It's all we talked about dying and going to heaven till we got sick. And then we didn't we weren't ready. But yeah, exactly. but when we were well, we were like, I can't wait to go. People get up and testify. I just can't wait to go. Streets of gold. Hallelujah. Oh, I just wish he would take us right now. <laughs> Then you get sick and think you're going to die, and like, please, <laughs> pray. <laughs> so I didn't know anything. There was not, okay, God. There's this truth, and I'm trying to get it now. I didn't know there was any more truth. I didn't didn't care. I was just glad I had my ticket to heaven someday. Just got that ticket to heaven. But I was being transformed. Because the one who is everything and knows everything and searches the deep things of God... The one who is the mind of Christ in me started changing my mind. I started seeing things that I didn't even even know were, were true or available or or anything about God. And I started I started seeing first one thing I saw was that God was love, and I just thought, oh my goodness, if they'd have told this, me this a long time ago. Instead of you're just going to avoid a fire, I mean, I might have made the decision a lot earlier because what I was really looking at, this hurt, lost, dysfunctional boy really was 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 wanting to be loved, and I felt unlovable. And I didn't go there to get love. I got there to get the fire insurance. But when the, when the veil was removed, I started feeling loved. Well, they didn't tell me about this part. This is good. And then, you know, you start seeing more. And all the, all the revelation, which is the unveiling of him, all the uncovering, all the revelation, it came because he was working in me. He was showing me things. He was teaching me things. And sometimes they were, many times they were not things being taught in my church. And I finally had to say, oh, I've got to move on here. When it would get to be a conflict against what God was revealing. And I wasn't trying to go get deep things. I wasn't trying to to be out there on the edge of revelation or anything. I was just glad to go to heaven someday. I started seeing that it ain't just about heaven. God, God given us so much life right here. It's abundant life. It's life in the spirit. Whether I wake or sleep, I'm in his presence. I'm in his sight. And you know, you start seeing those things. And what we're saying here is verse 18. Everything that's going on is of God. This is why you can rest. And if you can see this, this, this will help you to trust, please trust in the work of the Holy Ghost, because your work has stopped. That's Hebrews chapter 3 and chapter 4. We have now entered into a rest. We're now complete. If you see this, you'll never try to go and try to be perfect or complete or holy again. And you know why we're holy? Well, the Bible says we are, but, but how, why, why are we holy? How many of you ever thought we're ever, we're ever told that holiness was your, your behavior? you know what i would hear is we're justified you know we're made righteous by the blood but but our behavior is our holiness so holiness is is you you know learning to conform to his actions and his behavior and so we we try to get better but nobody ever really gets there and it was a it was a horrible horrible definition of holiness see when in the old testament when they made the tabernacles and the temple they would build build it with, the, with hands, they would build the furnishings, the altar of incense and, you know, the table. Of, and and it, what it was was cedar wood, and it was um, plated with gold on the outside. But it wasn't holy until they took the holy anointing oil. See, there was nothing holy about that thing until they took the holy anointing oil, and they anointed it with the holy anointing, and that's what sanctified it and made it Holy. There was nothing about the item itself. It was holy anointing that did it. So holiness is nothing about what you do. Holiness is the holy anointing that sanctified you, the Holy Spirit. What kind of spirit? Holy Spirit. Spirit. Are y'all here? So this is holy. This is what makes you holy. Why are we complete? Because the journey's over. The veil got removed once and for all. In Christ, the veil was removed, we became new, and whatever was confined beyond, behind that curtain, me and him joined together here. If my room was in darkness, and it was, and his room was full of light, but like Jesus said, but if that thing be covered, how great was my darkness, even though there was light in there. But... What happens in a dark room if if the curtain comes down and there's so much light in there, uh, you know, like a million welding lamps, you know, (laughs) whatever the glory of God. The the Bible does say brighter than the noonday sun. (laughs) And that four inch curtain comes down. What happens to the room that was dark? It gets full of light. The room doesn't sit here and say, oh, there's light in there. Now that the curtains down, let's go in there and try to get some of that. That came and got this. Oh, come on. I want you to see God in this. I want you to see His initiative, His working. No wonder it says He's the author and finisher of our faith. You hear this? Now, everything is of God. This is why we can rest. Let the Spirit do it, enjoy the growth. Enjoy the weaving and the working of these two come that have come together. Enjoy the mind of Christ affecting your thinking and your thoughts. Enjoy the the revelation upon revelation and the progression of it because you're in the place where all unveiling is. Now, everything is of God. I won't tell you this. I've got people say people say, well, Rick, I'm trying to get this. I'm trying. Please stop. I'm trying to believe. Please stop. You're home. Dorothy, rest. You have the mind of Christ, scarecrow. You have the heart of God, tin man. Well, I don't feel like it. You know why? Because you didn't know the truth. You believe in a lie. Can you imagine if people would, would, would... would would, would would be born again and immediately let it be spoken and reinforced of what really who who they really are. Instead of telling them that they're trying to be godly, they're trying to please God, they're trying to be perfect, they're trying to be holy, they're trying to have faith, they're trying to believe, they're trying. Everything I believe, I did not believe unless the one who came into me convinced me of it. I never believed it unless he persuaded me. You don't even persuade yourself. This isn't, say, are you hearing this? This isn't you trying to renew your mind. The Spirit, he says, when he comes, when he comes in, he will convince you of Righteousness. All things are of God who has reconciled us to himself. Do you see a finished work here? Do you see why you can rest? Now, if you're looking at this, if you're aware of what we're talking about right now, you can rest because you see completion. If you look at this, you do see holiness. If you look at this, you do see perfection. If you look at this, you do see a perfect relationship. But if you look out there, if you turn your attention from the things of the spirit to the things of the temporal, you're going to see things that look very ungodly out there. You're going to see things in your own body, your things in your own actions, things in your own brain, which is a piece of your body. That look very ungodly. But that's not who you are. The former things passed away. You're not just a soul at the mercy of his sense computer here. Now we live and move and have our being in him. Are y'all seeing this? If you're looking at this. If you're looking at eternal things, because this is always going to be true forever and ever and ever. It will always be. It won't be more true when you die and go to heaven. It is true right now. If you die and leave this body, this will still be together and you'll go. (laughs) It'll still be just as true as it is right now. That's why Paul said, whether I wake or whether I sleep. What what that that's King James means. Whether I die or whether I live on this earth. (laughs) I'll live in his sight. I'll live together with him. This will always be true. What you're seeing out there, I mean, the Bible is so clear. This world is fading away. It's passing away and all the, all the lust thereof. But he that does the will of God, and, he's, and when you read that book, he's talking about believing in him. Lives forever forever. Now you're starting to see eternity, and he's put eternity in our heart. Now you're starting to see what's really real. Now you're starting to see who you are. And as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If you start thinking that you're, that, that you're holy, guess how you're going to act? If you, if you think that you're some dirty dog that's trying to get holy, how are you going to act? You're going to act like a dirty dog that's still trying to get holy. Hmm? If you think that you and your father are one, guess how you're going to live and act and talk and love? <laughs> huh? It's as simple as that. That's how it works. He does all the work. Don't be scared of that. Rest. Lay, lay it down. Put your tools down and let him do it. And enjoy it. Verse 19. I'm going for time's sake, I better move this, move this along. He says, go with me to... Um, John 14. and is so what Jesus said would happen to us. After his death, resurrection, ascension to the Father. Verse 16. I'm going to pray the Father. And he's going to give you a comforter or another helper. That he may abide with you, abide with you forever. That word with is a, is a word that's, that's together with. It means Not beside, not near, it means in union. That he will abide in union with you forever. He is the spirit of truth that the world cannot receive because it doesn't see him or know him, but you know him because he's dwelling with you. Who is this invisible spirit that's inside you? It's this same Jesus that was walking with them. He dwells with you, but he will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. That's what that word is. I will not leave you alone, helpless. Hapless, hopeless. I won't leave you orphans. I will come to you. You won't be alone in this. In the other place there, Donnie says, you're going to be sad for a little bit because I'm gone, but you're going to be happy (laughs) because I'm come to you. A little while longer, and and let me make a point about this. People, we miss it when we only have our eyes on a future, future physical coming of Jesus and neglect, neglect the powerful coming into us to make us a holy nation, a new creation. Verse 19, a little while longer, the world won't see me. But you'll see me. See, I'm going to be gone. I'm going to depart. So the world's not going to see me anymore. But you're going to see me. Hebrews 1 says this new creation says, but now we see Jesus crowned with glory and honor. Paul said, we just read it uh, earlier, that when the, when the veil is removed, we behold the glory. What are you looking at this morning? Reality. This is why we look at the things of the Spirit. We don't look at the things that are temporary. We look at the things that are eternal. Come on. And, 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 and looking at the things that are eternal gives you eternal joy, eternal peace, everlasting love, everlasting victory while you're navigating this world that, that has much tribulation in it. A little while longer and you'll see me no more, but you'll see me because I live and you will live also. And at that day, you're going to know that I am in my father. Now you know what I'm talking about because it's happened to you. (laughs) I'm in my father and you are in me and I am in you, he says. Wow. (laughs) Who are you? Who, 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 who? Okay, I want to finish last verse, 1 Peter chapter 2. Y'all hearing anything? Are y'all seeing something? Get this picture here. Now, who are we? No wonder, look what creation Uh, You know, Romans 8 says, Romans says that creation is standing on tiptoe to see the glorious sight of the revealing of the sons of God or the realization of the sons of God. Why are we children of God? Because we got adoption papers. We were born of the spirit. This new creation is made by the spirit, not by flesh and blood. That's why he says, that's why he can say in Christ. Look at this. Oh, my goodness. In Christ, there's not Jew nor Greek nor Jew. You can say black or white, not male nor female. Why? Because this isn't about the physical body. This is about you and Jesus together. This is what makes you all the same. And in that sameness as he is, so are you, so are me, (laughs) so are we. But my flesh is weak, but it's broken, but I've got temptation, but I was I'm dysfunctional, but but I got a bad family, I don't have any money. I got to in Christ. You could say there's no rich or poor in Christ, because we're all rich. Verse nine, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Look at your identity. Look at who you are. There is something more bigger. There's something that's going to last a whole lot longer than anything you might identify yourself as now. Who are we? We are a holy nation. When you go to renew your driver's license, what nationality? Holy. That word actually is ethnos, which means ethnic race. Holy. 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 No, I mean, really? Really? Holy. I'm of the race of Jesus. Holy. I ain't playing mind games. I ain't trying to imagine something here. I'm talking about what happened when Jesus took that veil down. Did he or did he not? What ethnicity? Holy. His own special people, a peculiar people. Why are we peculiar? Because we dress funny? Because we have certain rules that we just don't do certain things that the rest of the world gets to do. Why are we peculiar? We're peculiar not because of how people see us. We're peculiar because of how we see. Our perception comes from in here. Our perception is of reality. Our perception is of eternity. Our perception is of spirit. Our perception is of of, of that which is valid and real and always will be, while your perception in the world is changing and going up and down, and actually it's fading away. Because it's so temporary. So temporal. How could the things that are temporary, the things of the flesh, the things of the spirit, Material work and the circumstances and situation of your life. How could that ever define who you are when it's only a temporary thing and you're eternal with him? How could those things ever define you? We are his peculiar people. We see differently. We can love the unlovable because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. That's how this happened. Lord teach me to love you. Why don't you behold the goodness and just behold the reality and you'll you can't help it. Amen. So that we can proclaim the praises or that, that, that word there proclaim, actually look it up it says to celebrate the goodness, the virtues. It doesn't mean he created us so we could just so we can have praise and worship services. <laughs> that we can celebrate the goodness, the virtues, the praises of him who called us out of darkness Into this marvelous light. We once were not a people. We were alone. We were lost. Might have had physical ethnicity, physical citizenship, physical situations, physical definitions of ourselves. But he says we now are the people of God. What's creation looking for? The people of God. What's creation looking for? The people of God. Why? Because Because what creation is groaning for has already happened. But the realization of it is, 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 is being enlightened right now in this hour. It's being preached all over the world. And, and the church is seeing who she is. And all she has to do is see that. And, and, and as she does that, she rests in that. And she starts manifesting. This world is a mess. I mean, the social, political, economic. Look at, I mean, that's good. Enough. You just don't even want to watch the news anymore. What's the hope? How are we ever going to change that? Make a bunch of signs and protest everything? Just elect a Democrat or a Republican, and that's gonna what's what's what what's gonna change this world for the better? The same thing that changed you and me, that's all. The love of God. The reality of God that flooded our hearts. that which brought peace to my soul, that which brought love to my soul, that which brought joy to my soul. Don't you think that would change a lot of the world if just those things happened? No, let's drop bombs. Temporary, temporary, temporary. I promise you. We once were not a people, but now we're the people of God. We once had not obtained mercy, but now, we have obtained mercy. Why? Because what's in our room now? What's a part of who we are? It used to be separate, but there's a mer- there was a mercy seat back there. Right. Mercy seat's still there, but it's not somewhere else besides us. It's where we're at now. Stand up, guys. That's good. That's good.